Underneath all the texts, all the sacred psalms and canticles, these watery varieties of sounds and silences, terrifying, mysterious, whirling and sometimes gestating and gentle, must somehow be felt in the pulse, ebb, and flow of the music that sings in me. My new song must float like a feather on the breath of God. Hildegard of Bingen Historical investigators have unearthed a woman's name, etched onto the pages of an ancient religious document dating back 1,200 years. This discovery provides fresh insights into the role women played in the medieval world of books. Jessica Hodgkinson, a historian affiliated with the University of Leicester, stumbled upon this revelation while examining an 8th century manuscript. Employing specialized 3D photography and digital imaging techniques, Hodgkinson and her colleagues stumbled upon the name Edberg, recurring 15 times within the contents of a manuscript Selden Supra 30, a Latin rendition of the New Testament's Acts of the Apostles. Furthermore, they came across a collection of enigmatic human-like figures scrawled across the manuscript. Some of these figures sported features resembling mouths, eyes, and noses, while another exhibited hands and arms. These markings and their significance remain shrouded in mystery for the researchers. However, they speculate that someone was actively reading and interacting with the text. It has been a historical tendency for readers to embellish and inscribe their names within the pages of books they owned or studied. In this context, the word Edberg might imply that a person with that name either possessed or perused the manuscript during an era when female literacy and writing were rare. According to the head researcher, these marks are not haphazard doodles. They constitute deliberate engagements with the text. In their pursuit of unveiling the identity behind Edberg, the researchers identified nine women named Edberg who lived in England between the 7th and 10th centuries. They speculate that this name could potentially refer to an abbess from the 8th century who resided in Kent. One particular Edberg, the abbess of Minster in Thanet, was likely to have had access to religious texts and even taught another Englishwoman, Leoba, who served as the abbess of Bishopshine, how to read. This theory aligns with what researchers have ascertained about the manuscript's historical journey. They posit that an unidentified author penned the manuscript in Kent sometime between 700 and 750 CE, and it subsequently found its way to the St. Augustine's Monastery in nearby Canterbury. With further research, Hodgkinson says she hopes to identify Edberg and learn more about her. She says, Very few surviving early medieval manuscripts contain evidence of having been created, owned, or used by a woman. It's possible that Edberg herself added her name into the margins of manuscript Selden Supra 30. 
If so, by making her mark in a book she interacted with and which held meaning for her, she has left a tangible record of her presence that has survived for hundreds of years. The technology, this 2D and 3D information, such as the height of the paper surface, produces renderings that reveal any 3D characteristics on the page. Within manuscript Selden Super 30, the process showed markings that were 15 to 20 microns deep, equivalent to less than a fifth of the width of a human hair. This discovery led researchers to surmise that whoever made the inscriptions likely used a dry point knife or stylus without any ink. The person may have chosen to make the mark stealthily for several reasons, such as a reverence for the text or a lack of access to ink. No matter the reason, the find represents the human urge to leave a mark of your presence on something that is meaningful to you, or a record of where you've been. We don't know all that much about Edberg, but now, because of this amazing technology, we've seen her name, we know she was there. The story continues via the anonymous biographer of the abbess of Bischofstein. Of the abbess, the biographer wrote, she was so bent on reading that she never laid aside her book except to pray or to strengthen her slight frame with food and sleep. This 8th century abbess, an English woman named Leoba, is thought to have been taught Latin by another woman called Edberg, abbess of Minster in Thanet in Kent. The poetry that resulted is some of the earliest literary work by a named Englishwoman in existence. Was this the Edberg whose name has just been found etched 15 times into an 8th century manuscript? Possibly, though there are at least eight other Edbergs known to have lived in the area at that time. Unearthed by researchers at the Bodleian Library in Oxford and ratified using photographic technology previously unavailable, the faint scrawls on this medieval Latin copy of the Acts of the Apostles are an exciting evidence of women's presence in the literature of the period. Of course, women did write in Anglo-Saxon England. One of the earliest surviving literary works by a known English writer was a treatise written by Aldhem, the abbot of Malmesbury and bishop of Sherborne in the late 7th century. He addressed De Virginitate, to a group of Essex nuns on the issue of virginity in response to their letters. While the abbot's work is preserved, the women's work has been lost. Posterity did not value them. Our view of early medieval women is conditioned, inevitably, by what men thought of them. And that's what makes this latest find potentially so interesting. The Viking raids, the Norman conquest, and the Reformation destroyed much of the evidence there might have been of medieval English women's intellectual life. Records are especially lacking from the 8th to the 11th centuries. Absence of evidence cannot necessarily be equated with absence of achievement, however. Nuns came from a wide variety of backgrounds, from queens to the middle classes. Fifty-odd religious houses of the 8th century were mixed, women's only establishments came a bit later, and often were headed by women. 
Many surviving volumes are thought to have been produced in collaboration with the women they are addressed to. Women also commissioned texts. Becoming patrons of literary culture well before the publication, in the 1400s, of Julian of Norwich's enduringly beautiful Revelations of Divine Love, the earliest surviving example of a book in the English language written by a named woman. It is increasingly argued, in fact, that women were central to the emergence of an English literary tradition. Learning was inextricable from religion, but religion was a mixed blessing for women. In Mary, as the historian Marina Warner has noted, the Catholic and Orthodox churches raised a single woman up only to underline to all others that they would never be good enough. In this context, it's striking that the positioning of Edberg's name and a few drawings suggests deliberate commentary on an author, St. Paul, who decreed that women should be silent in church. Nunneries closed women off from the world, yet paradoxically gave them the possibility of independent intellectual lives. The presence of Edberg's name in the Acts of the Apostles brings those lives a little closer to the light. Thanks for listening, friends. Don't forget that you can find an ad-free stream via our Patreon. That's www.patreon.com forward slash history obscura. Thanks for your support. Good night.